0: from glitch HQ on riverside avenue in endless sprawling minneapolis this is nice games club the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development i'm martha mcgarry and i make nice games i'm steven mcgregor and i make nice games and i'm martha croy i too make nice games for this roundtable episode our topics are what to do when you're stuck in a rut bots 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 and procedural generation so if everyone's ready let's start I really like saying bots three times. <laughs> I could tell. Bots so and that, bots and bots. <laughs> last time I got to do that was when we talked about bugs. Oh yeah. Bugs, bugs, bugs. We, we had a, a couple more monosyllabic topics because I got a special joy out of that. You should just do that for all of the topics. Yep. New rule. Rats, rats, rats. New clubhouse policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, we want to get right into these topics, but we have a couple of
1: notes up top. The first is our feedback forum. We're still bugging everybody to fill it out. Yes, please. We need feedback. We have gotten three responses so far, which is wonderful, but like a lot more. (laughs) Nobody believes you when you say that. That's wonderful. I mean, I I definitely We have too many responses. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Only. Um, I really appreciate the the responses, but we, we definitely could use the feedback because we want to improve and we want this podcast to meet everyone's needs. Yeah, and it's you know each individual pizza feedback is really valuable
0: because we have a little other form for people to fill out their comments. Yes, and we want that, but it's especially important to have a, like a number of responses so we can take you know we can take some uh, a quantitative evaluation to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if you haven't already, please go to nicegames.club/feedback help make the show better, it'll help uh, hopefully give it uh, more of what you want to hear from it. Um, that is, if you agree with everybody else. Um, and if nobody else fills it out and you're the only one to do it, then well, maybe we'll just do what you want. So, yeah. m- more motivation uh, for you to fill out that form. <laughs> yes, yes. NiceGames.club slash feedback. What's that URL, Stephen? Uh, NiceGames.club slash feedback? Martha, did you hear that?
3: I think it was NiceGames.club slash feedback? Here, was let me check here, right? guys.
0: It says NiceGames.club slash feedback. Okay. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> We're on the same page. Uh, go there and now and fell out that form. Thank you so much, by the way, for those who already did. Thank you. Uh, we also want to talk just a little bit, promote a little bit more. GlitchCon's coming up. Yes. Yay! Um, so it's May 5th to the 7th. Yes. Uh, at the Soap Factory here in Minneapolis. All of that, yes. Uh, GlitchCon.mn is where you get all the details. Buy your tickets. Come see us. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of fun stuff. Uh, hopefully our games will be there, too. Yeah, we, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, we, yeah, we're, so we're waiting, <laughs> we're waiting to hear back. Uh, <laughs> One day we'll know. Well, that's the thing, is there was a, a, a a huge amount of, um, of submissions yeah. for games and topics and all sorts of stuff. So, man, like it's going to be a great show this mm-hmm. year. So
1: uh, don't miss out. Check it out. GlitchCon.mn. Yeah. All right. Let's so, get to it. Yes, let's start with my topic. Uh, getting out of a rut when you're developing a video game and you're going to town on it and uh, you have to go to a family reunion and then you get back and you're tired. What do you do? I I actually just got out of a rut. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, when you picked this topic, you were in a rut. I was. And then you climbed out of it, and and you're like, "Eh, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm like, Stephen, I I need it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, really the question is, how do you know when you're in a rut? I mean, I guess the obvious answer is you're not getting any work done.
0: Yeah, I will say that I know what I'm getting. I'm in one right now. Mm -hmm. FYI, context for the audience. Um, I know way too late it's like a week it's like a week or two weeks after i've stopped getting anything done yeah that'll look back and be like oh man i haven't gotten anything done (laughs) and by that point it feels like too late to do anything about it Mm. and it's like a it's like a spiral i hate it drives me crazy yeah
3: yeah it's like you're you'll be working on a problem and you don't realize even how long you've been spending hitting your head on it and like how bad you're feeling about working on this one thing like that's how i know i'm getting in a rut is when i'm like i don't want to Like I just feel
0: bad about it.
2: (laughs) Like
3: I don't want to work on this problem anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The other thing happens to me is I will work on on a problem and I'll solve it, and then I'll give myself way too much time off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
2: Oh, man!
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Game Dev Life. That's
2: totally.
3: (laughs) My mom was, uh, was would always say like, "Oh, like you could be like your brother," and like. Like, have a reward at the end of doing a task. I'm like, yeah, but then I just keep doing the reward. Like, <laughs> I keep playing the game or I yep. keep, you know, yep.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't think that's <laughs> the best strategy yeah, to yeah. getting out of one. Yeah, um, and really being a, being a dev on your own or being in a team, it's, it's it's difficult because, I mean, I'm in a team right now, but we all kind of get in a rut at the same time. Right. That's when it's a problem. It's 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 one thing if you coordinate your ruts. Yeah. (laughs) It's one thing if it's just me because then Lane or Charles will be like, Hey, what have you done on Vengeance? And I'll be like, uh oh 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 shoot. I should probably work on it. Uh (laughs) and so I'll get to it. But if we're all, you know, not doing things, then it just is a problem. Yeah.
3: Like clawbreaker.
1: Yes. (laughs) Actually exactly like clawbreaker. Yeah,
0: clawbreaker is just like what a hair's breadth away
1: from finished. Yeah. But it's been a while. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get back on it eventually. It's mm. hard because we all have things, and Cloud Wrecker is not our priority. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. Yeah. Well, Stephen, tell, hopefully, to give me some help.
0: Like, yeah. tell us about this rut that yeah. you were in. Yeah, sure. And what you did to finally
1: escape it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, all right. So, I, uh, hmm, how did I get in the rut? That's the question. I don't know. I know, I just asked it. Right, yeah. I, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I was transitioning because I am no longer a quality assurance intern at Concrete Software. It's just my, my contract ended. So mm-hmm. uh, I was transitioning from jobs, uh, working full-time at my architecture and engineering office managing position. Uh, woo! Yeah, woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so paid. I ironically have more time to work on Vengeance and the like mm-hmm. uh, than I did in the past and I yeah, I guess what I did was I got a whole bunch of other side things going on and so vengeance was kind of low priority yep. and I was like well I should probably do this but uh, Lane is in the process of also transitioning to jobs because he got hired um, at Concrete Software um, <laughs> <laughs> about the time I left which was funny and Charles is The perpetual student, I'm going to call him that from now on. The perpetual student, Charles McGregor. Uh, (laughs) He, uh, you know, is studying and has 15 bajillion into projects. So he's got his own things going on. So uh, it's just difficult when we're all busy to motivate one of each other to do things. Yeah. Uh, Lane recently uh, was like, hey, I'm going to need a kick in the butt to get this uh, game or to work on these things. Uh, We should meet up sometime this weekend. And I was like, oh, shoot, I also need a kick in the butt. And then Charles was like, yeah, kicking the butts all around. <laughs> uh, and so uh, that was uh, the butt kick I needed to yeah. start working on vengeance. And so I started by f- uh, attempting to fix bugs and failing mainly miserably because bug fixing is really tedious. Uh, but uh, now I'm uh, back to like, I'm back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah. There's a bit missing there
1: about how that happened. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I suppose uh, I, was, I was able to get back. I was a- able to think about getting back into it because Lane brought it up.
0: Okay. So it really was that, like, you know, uh, mutual butt kicking yes, that, that, that
1: got it done. Yep. That did help. Okay. Um, but, like, even, when, even if somebody's like, hey, uh, when are you going to, you know, start working on your game again? Mm-hmm. Uh, you still need to, like, actively do it. So I nice, tried by, like, attempting to fix bugs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but then you, Mark, were like, "Hey, you know, you need to actually finish the game. You should stop fixing bugs." Yeah, I
0: stepped into <laughs> business that wasn't my own. <laughs> it helps sometimes.
1: Okay. Sometimes,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Was that a right? A it it good did thing help. To say? Yes. Okay, I'm glad yeah, it was. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time, but it did well.
0: Sometimes later, I'm like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have bugged them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, it totally did help. Good, good. Um, and so I just decided I'd start working on uh, a small thing, and mm-hmm. then it ended up being more things and more things and more things, and now I'm in the zone. Oh, cool! Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. I should do something like that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. You know that is that is kind of the story is mm. that you you have you have someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, and and not only that, like you're you're collaborating on it. Like, right. It's not someone right. going like. Rah, 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 rah. It's like, hey, I need. Let's work together on this. Yep. Like we'll sit down together. Um. Uh, that's important. Like yeah. I. This isn't game related, but I think the reason I finished my degree in college is because my mom sat down with me when I had two incompletes Mm
2: -hmm. and, like,
3: just sat with me and was like, You're going to do this assignment. And then she's like, Didn't help or anything. She just, and she didn't even talk to me about it. She (laughs) was just like, You can sit in my kitchen and do this, Mm -hmm. and I'll just be there next to you while you do it. And so uh, that was super helpful just to have someone be like, We're doing this now in this space.
1: Cool, yeah, that's that's definitely a way to go about it. I find myself sometimes, working here at Glitch has been a blessing, but I find myself sometimes distracted because there's always a whole bunch of things to uh, to, to work on while mm-hmm. you're here. Yeah, so yeah. Sometimes it's difficult.
0: I've come here in the afternoon looking to get four hours of work done, mm-hmm. and then I do like two hours of research based on something I talked to somebody about here, <laughs> and then I help with somebody else for an hour on something, and I feel really accomplished, and then I go home, and I did not really get anything done. Yeah, And it's like, it's hard to feel bad about that, though. Right. But oh, yeah, it, you're getting but, work done. But that's just I just don't have the discipline sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and particularly when I am in a rut, uh, which I am right now. Yes, which I want I want to blame it on GDC still, but it's been <laughs> oh, it's been like a month now mm-hmm. since GDC, so
1: I kind of can't.
0: Yeah. Um. But Mark, I, feel, I want
1: you to explain this rut.
0: Okay. So. I don't even know. It's just, I just stopped working and yeah. it, other things came up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so with GDC, that, that's I think where it started. I can't blame it anymore, but that's certainly what, where it got started. And, you know, we did uh, some shows in, from GDC and uh, we came back. I sort of devoted all that next week to putting those two episodes together and that took a lot of time, but it felt like re- time really well spent and I hopefully our listeners think so too. <laughs> um, but that really prevented my sort of get back to work. And then when that was done and I had sort of like, okay, I've got some time now, it had already been a week since GDC, so I felt like I was already back. Mm. And so it's like this weird mindset where then it wasn't, there was no like, there was no, oh, now it's time to get back to this because I felt, I, oh, I've been back for a week already and I already got back to some things. And it's the, you know, we've talked about like having too many irons in the fire. Yeah. yeah. Like that can just prevent you from working on any one thing. And, you know, I look back on this past month and I'm like, I got a lot done, just not on the thing I wanted to work on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, I, I built another Twitter bot this week and we'll talk about that later yeah. <laughs> and I've been fixing and breaking the other Twitter bot I maintain <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I just, I just haven't gotten back on it and I'm in a place now too where I'm implementing uh, a new mode in the game that I have a kind of a rough idea of how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, the getting started on it. I don't, exa- I don't really have a job one when I get back to it. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing um, uh, last week when I was getting some stuff done on my game is I ended up just like fiddling with the, the menu API, mm-hmm. cleaning up some code, refactoring, uh, doing the stuff. I think that's probably why I told you to not worry about bugs, because I was feeling that in myself that oh, like okay. just fixing those little things that sort of need to get done but yeah. that's not that's not what progress is yeah um so maybe that was just me deflecting my own self-criticism <laughs> onto you
1: perhaps i guess i was um, i yeah i i felt the same way when i was mm-hmm. trying when i was working on bugs i thought maybe if i just did a few bugs i could e- or more transition easily yeah
3: yeah that's that's uh one of the things it's like you need some hook to get back into mm-hmm. doing it and even if you're doing some part of it that doesn't like it's not a huge thing, it's not like the thing that maybe you should be working on or whatever
2: right
3: like just having something that gets you started. It's like that um double that double the double fine uh documentary
1: oh yeah,
3: um, one of the things that uh Tim Schafer does is every day he sits down and just starts writing like two pages like just of blah uh-huh.
2: uh
3: to get in back into the like writing for the game that he's working on or whatever. Um, And that's that's a super cool idea. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing, like what he's writing is just like getting the pen on the page and doing it, or getting your hands on the keyboard and typing, like coding. Just on a little thing can help you Mm -hmm. get back.
0: Yeah, I've definitely found the biggest a lot of the big leaps I've taken with my game over the past year have come out of me just getting started on something else and leading to, leading to. And even if it was on my list, it wasn't what I'd set out to do that week, but suddenly I just got to it. And, and then the worst failures of trying to get things done are when I think I'm going to do that, right? Where I'm like, I just need to do something and eventually to lead to something. Um, and then it just leads to a lot of the same little thing over and over again, yeah mm-hmm. um, or or just fixing a bug and then changing my mind about how it's implemented, and then going round and around and around with it, ending up with the, all in the end just refactored code mm-hmm. um, oh. which is like because I'm never going to look at it again either It's like <laughs> it's not a benefit to anybody. it doesn't yeah. run faster, yeah um so it's it's hard because when it doesn't work, I'm like, oh, this is not the way to do it, mm-hmm. but when it does work, it's like this is the way to do it, and so I, it's yeah. kind of tough.
3: I guess it goes back to the every all advice is bad advice. Yeah,
0: (laughs) sort of. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that it's not. I I don't think that's bad advice. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't always work, right? Mm. Right? Uh, Because I can't think of a better way to get started than to just get started on something, um, even if it's just a little bit of it. I don't know. I mean, it feels better than doing nothing at all.
1: Yeah. Right. I get that. I, I think when. Whenever I get in, when I get into a rut, oftentimes the reason it's caused for me is because I'm working on something that I initially had high aspirations for, but I'm yeah. realizing that it's a much more daunting task than I initially uh, set out mm. to do. And so maybe that might be what you're possibly going through.
0: Yeah, that's that's a familiar feeling. Like, yeah, that's
1: pretty close to like uh, oftentimes. And in fact, I think ac- ooh. The reason why this rut started Ooh. was really because I was working on a mini boss. I think if people follow me on Twitter, uh, at Leon three, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to me. Uh, if, 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 uh, you guys are following me on Twitter, I was tweeting about, uh, things I was working on, on vengeance. Uh, and I, I, I was doing that every day to motivate myself into doing it. Uh, I, I was doing really good on this, this, uh, was uh enemy but i actually i actually ended up spending most of that week just working on that enemy and it really shouldn't take me a week to work make an enemy mm-hmm. i should be making a whole bunch more things so i think maybe i was motivated in the wrong way <laughs> by doing this experiment <laughs> but anyways I, I did that and then i was like oh i feel inspired i'm gonna make a mini boss and i was trying to make it all cool and stuff i had animations i had all this other stuff uh but like it I, I don't like making bosses because it's a lot of code and a lot of logics thinking and a lot of stuff. I, I prefer tuning the boss or, mm. right, right. or making like smaller parts of the game. Um, and so I think that demotivated me. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it caused it to be harder because I was like, oh, I really have to get this thing done, but I do not want to work on this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, that's, I think that's what happened is yeah. that I, I took on a bigger test than I anticipated and it caused me to stop working. So yeah. what I what I ended up doing was not work on the, the boss is not done. Uh, I'm now working on something different, but it's it's a bunch of smaller things mm-hmm. that I know I can do and I'm just checking them off the list. Yeah. yeah. And that helps.
3: Do you think there's a time when it's okay to give up on something? Yes.
1: Or Oh, are you asking when that time is? Yeah. Or I mean, uh, like is there any Good question. (laughs) That is a good question.
3: I mean, I don't know. That's
1: well. I mean, sometimes if you just if 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 it's causing problems, it's probably a good time to just stop for a moment and reflect, or or move on to something else. It's just like when you're doing a puzzle. Like if you're on if you're stuck on this puzzle. And it's happening a lot because I'm in Zelda. Yeah, I'm playing Zelda. <laughs> I was going to say, if I had that problem in Zelda, I'd just ask how Steven did it.
0: <laughs> I can't do that
1: with everything in my life. <laughs> well, you are asking me how I got out of this
0: yeah, rut. Yeah, it's, it's so. true. So it's true. This is just learned behavior. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, if, if you're having an issue, like if you're having an issue with a puzzle, you, uh, you try it as much as you can. And when you get frustrated and you're just not getting anywhere, you go somewhere else. You come back to it and you're like, oh, obviously I should do this. Because you're looking at it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So maybe coming come into the game with fresh eyes or coming back to whatever content you were trying to make on your game with fresh eyes will motivate you in a way that will get that thing done. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, if you work on a team, just give it to your teammate. <laughs> I think I'm, I might do that. Lane, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Hey, uh, unrelated, uh, Martha, do you want to join my team? <laughs>
3: Well I sort of have, aren't I? But I'm not holding up my end That's of the true. <laughs> we need
0: a little bit of mutual butt kicking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hate, I worked on uh, I worked on the background a little bit. Oh this yeah, weekend. there you yeah, go. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. I wanna see well, that. Well, She's doing something, Mark. Oh, what are you oh, doing? Oh. <laughs> This backfired real bad. <laughs> you know, that thing with fresh eyes, that's that's pretty common advice for mm. any a problem or, or or sort of like frustration. Yeah. And I, I think the reason it works is not because you you like have thought yourself into a hole or something, which is kind of the common explanation for how that, why that works. I think it's because when you come back, you've forgotten so much yep. about what your path was and you have to re-engage the yep. problem. That's ex- that's exactly it. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, and so... Yeah, that's what it is, I think. Mm-hmm. And I find that too where I'll and what ends up happening is I will I'll revisit something, I'll break through that prop the dam of it, and then I will finish that, that element. I'll look back and I'll be like, that wasn't how I was gonna do it at all. Yeah. And it's it's not just fresh eyes, it's it's just a different approach. Right. It's doing it differently. Yep. Yep. And and so and it can be very hard to do that on purpose, right? To be like, Oh, this is not working the way I want it to. I'll walk away from two days, come back and change my and, and have a different idea yeah. that's hard in the moment to to let yourself do yeah um and i'm trying to get good about that about saying like you know what it's not that i can't solve this problem or th- this way it's that i'm just going to do it a different way mm. and i'm it's the only way to, that i'm going to do it yeah. it's not that it's better or worse it's just you know what i mean not even that it's a better idea yeah just that it's a different idea right, and right, that's right. all it needs to be yeah
1: yeah that's that's it
0: yep.
3: yeah yeah Hmm. We got out of this, (laughs) right? Yeah.
1: Oh, you've been waiting for a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. All right, we're going to talk about bots, 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 bots. So this topic is inspired by the conference here in in the area of mini bar, yes, which took place uh, last week, according to our by our our timeline here. (laughs) One of these recording recording about a month ago from from when you're hearing this, probably. Mm -hmm um and it's just sort of a it's actually very it's tech focused like startupy kind of yes um but a lot of us uh in the game community go because um there's um every the last two years anyway there's been a a little arcade where some of our games get displayed and some of the people in our community do sessions what's Um, the name of the arcade mark no i don't know you tell me oh
1: geez (laughs) okay all right it's mega mini multi-indie mini arcade two Two, dang it! Dang it. <laughs> it was that one last year. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so th- that's fun, and then, uh, you know, some of the people in our community uh, will give talks, but mostly it's it's for um, a lot of web developers, a lot of app developers. Um. But uh, I actually had a much gr- better time there than I thought I would. Um, because there were just uh, just because the sessions were really fascinating, mm-hmm. and there were two of them on uh, bots, uh, chat bots, Twitter bots, that kind of thing. Yeah, that uh, really inspired me. Um, one uh, that we all went to uh, yes. was on Tracery. Yay! Uh, <laughs> which is something that uh, Martha we saw a little bit about at GDC as yeah, well. We're big fans. Yeah, and um, and that uh, I, I used that night. I used it to make a Twitter bot. It's uh, it's tech the tech. It's a a Star Trek Techno Babble generator. It's yes. at tech underscore the underscore tech uh, because I couldn't get the one without underscores. Shaking my fist now. Um, <laughs> but it just tweets out a random bit of Star Trek Techno Babble based on a grammar that was developed using a, a tracery JSON file. And uh, it was super fun to make, very simple. And I got to leverage my endless and totally useful Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to make it, so we'll put that in the show notes and you can follow that uh, and make me feel good. Um, <laughs> but it was super fun because the, that the, one of the things that was fun about uh, uh, the speaker talked about that tool was about how it's, it's sort of a, a rough and tumble kind of tool. It's not, it doesn't solve every situation, it doesn't fit every scenario, but it's usable now and you can be creative with it. And that was an interesting little insight into like making tools that I thought was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was cool. Do you, what, you guys, what impressions did you guys get? Because I felt like really
1: charged coming out of that one. Um, uh, not so much charge. <laughs> uh, I'm not... I do program. I did talk you into going to that one. You did? Yeah. And Well, I was going to go because everybody else was going anyway. So. <laughs> Your I, pressure works, folks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, okay, so I do program, but it is not really one of my interests. Uh-huh. And this Tracer thing was a lot of... Well, really, all of Minibar was a lot of programming stuff right and that you know it's not my thing um i mean more power to you guys you guys are all in the programming and you're like yeah i'm like huh, yep. I'll just <laughs> listen i'll just listen to you guys and nod whenever you say things that sound uh-huh. um, fun or cool to you <laughs> <laughs> um so i was i wasn't exactly charged but i i was and i did enjoy following tech the tech Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that's
0: all I get from you, then that's great.
1: Well, I I did, I did think about applications um, of it. We're uh, (laughs) my team is working on uh, a project for Glitch, and I was, and I thought that maybe we could use it to create some, some not Babel per se, but some things that we could use to test out this app we're working on. Oh,
0: okay, cool. Um, So. Yeah and that's the thing i'm actually most excited about is that it's a very it's um it's json and then javascript is it's sort of most of the time it's implemented mm-hmm. but i i should have looked this up but like there's got to be a unity plugin there's got to be ways to interface this with uh known uh, other tools that you use and could be easily put into you know rpg text generation um, not even just random, but just to give it a little f- like pepper, a little flavor, mm-hmm. um, which is something that like I think, I mean, your Fingins has speech bubbles on characters in it different does. conditions, yes. And you guys have a, you guys already programmatically determine what is said, yeah. Um, uh, not suggesting you bolt this on, but that that's an application <laughs> where you could really make it make that a little bit more uh, unique each time.
1: Yeah, I suppose we could by uh, setting up
0: these grammar rules. You know? Yeah,
1: we could do that. I would rather us keep it more personal. To each character. Because uh, uh, Lane is a writer. Yeah. And so. Uh,
0: well, see, that's kind of the point. That that's strength, yeah. That was interesting when I was making Tech the Tech, is because like Star Trek pe- technobabble sounds like it's just random words, yeah. right? With a couple of like uh, proper nouns that are sort of familiar to Trek fans. But it actually has its own language. Like there's certain words that go with certain, it's all nonsense, but like there's certain words that go with other words yeah. and don't go with others. And Tracery allows you to, um, to, to, to give those rules so it's not just picking randomly. Mm-hmm. Like It, in fact, is just picking randomly, but you, the way you structure it determines like how that works. And it's a very creative act, I've found.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anyway, I, so it's, it, it's, it's flexible and can also be very authorial, yeah. um, which is kind of, it's turned me on to procedural generation in general, which we'll talk about more later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, what did you get from that, Martha?
2: Um,
0: well, I thought it was, it
3: was cool because I met Kate, uh, who wrote Tracery yep. in DDC? So it was cool seeing other people interpreting her stuff yeah, and what they were doing with it. Um, the person who gave the talk, I can't remember his name.
0: His name was Mark because someone <laughs> yelled his name and I turned around. I saw that. That's how I remember.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll put yeah, his we'll, in, the we'll put notes, in the show notes
0: because um, he's really interesting and you should follow him on Twitter as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, he was making some really cool bots with Tracery. Um, one that like makes... One that makes bots that like yeah, makes because tracery
0: bots? Tracery just generates text, but um, SVG, which is vector graphics for the web, is, is expressed as uncompiled text. So you can use tracery to generate imagery. And uh, tiny spires is one, yeah. mm-hmm. and then, and then uh, Mark had made yeah a bot that generates bots, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is uh, and it, it generates uh, uh, image bots. A really fascinating, um, mm-hmm. like proof of concept for it. He was very kind of like, oh, this art isn't great, but like he, I mean, this such a cool idea, mm-hmm. like uh, rules generating rules, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was super cool.
3: Yeah, and I I could think of like cool like for for mm-hmm. you could make one. Because it's like gram, it's rule based, you mm-hmm. can g- like give it uh grammar rules. It could be like, here's the vo- like, here's the way that this character talks, yeah, and now just switch in like different words. Like, if it was a uh Nick bot, it would say stuff like Pringles, and then you can substitute <laughs> right. Pringle with whatever other noun he's picked. I think he only in.
1: says Pringle, right? Stuff. Well,
3: yeah, you can sort of, yeah,
0: what you can do is you can you can sort of cross generate it, so you yeah. have a piece of dialogue that that you don't know which character is going to say it but you know what the content is and you want to give it some flavor on that character so yeah. you build a, a sort of a structure and yeah then you have like a uh, uh like an extra word at the end, and if the character is Nick, then that word is going to draw from a list that includes Pringle. If it's if it's you, Steven it's going to have a draw from a list that includes shoot.
2: Like, <laughs> I like that you said. That. Shoot, that's how you say it. <laughs> I guess, but you know what I mean. So you yeah. can. It,
0: it, what it ends up doing is, like all procedurally generated uh, generation tools, is it gives you the ability to sort of um, expand uh, or get more out of your your get more output out of your input yeah. as a developer, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah and I mean there's something fun about the unexpected results of it too that's true yeah
3: it's also I love the idea of uh following like having a whole Twitter ecosystem of bots yeah like having bots that follow bots and respond to bots yeah like yeah. <laughs> I've dreamed of, of of like setting up a bunch of like like I wrote comics for a while and want to keep doing that at some point but i I've gotten in a rut on that because there's (laughs) so many other things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought at one point, like it would be really cool to make a bunch of Twitter bots that were the characters and they would just talk to like, talk to each other Mm -hmm. um, somehow. But I had no idea at that time how I wanted to do that.
0: You know, the um, chat bots, which is a whole separate thing, certainly from the sort of basic generation Mm -hmm. element here. That's something where you can actually have them respond to people and to each other. So, you could build something where two bots are talking to each other and then you as like the player, which is just, you would tweet to one of the bots to guide the conversation and there would be like a win state. Like you're trying to, like there's two bots having an argument and you need to sort of, you can jump in to guide their argument towards a solution. Oh. I can s- totally see that as a metagame running yeah, on Twitter. It was
1: a, there was a Twitter game, I remember, like, I don't know if you had to follow, no, I think you, there were links on each of the tweet. Dang, I have to find this. Mm-hmm. You have to find this, put it in the notes. Uh, but like, you were. It was like it was supposed to be like a, an old school RPG, kind of like Earthbound, I think. And you like picked different, or you picked different dialogue choices based on the the, 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 the tweet that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and each tweet, uh, led to like a different thing, and then you could eventually win that. But like you had to, uh, you had to pick the right thing. Um, it was weird, and I have to look. That, I have to look into that because that was really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's um, the other thing at uh, Minibar that I went to was um, a former guest on the show uh, Troy Strand. Um, he is part of the uh, group uh, Raiseable, which mm-hmm. is a crowdfunding group uh, um, platform. And the way that you interact with Raiseable is through their chatbot. Is you answer questions and get, and talk to this chatbot, and then as once the, uh, it gathers information from you, and then it creates your crowdfunding campaign. So it's supposed to take a lot of the stress off of. Making that. And that's a really cool application for a, tra- a chatbot that isn't just what's the weather or like, you know, uh, or, or AI, for example, which is another application of these things. And um, uh, Razable is um, the, the team there, they're starting an, uh, an MN chatbot meetup group um, to sort of encourage more development of that. And then, of course, that will feed back into their own efforts. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a great idea. And so I went to a, a talk at Minibar that they hosted where they just sort of asked everybody, like, what do you want to see from these kinds of meetups? What do you want to talk about? And kind of like uh, sort of just uh, kick-starting a community. Um, or maybe that's a loaded phrase, jump-starting a community perhaps <laughs> um, on on this topic. And I race you know,
3: race bullying, raising it. Yeah. A- Community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, that one's better. Um, but I mean, if I weren't stuck in a rut on so many other things, oh my goodness. I might want to start going to those because that's, that's the thing is that's a, a to to that last topic. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to find a new thing to get excited about. It's true. And uh, right now, I'm <laughs> excited about chat bots and, and Twitter bots. Yeah, and all Yeah,
1: it might be distracting you a little, <sighs> a little bit. <laughs> <sighs> I know, I know. Why did I pick this topic?
0: It's just encouraging me more. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mean, you know using bots in games, yes um, other than bots themselves being games, mm-hmm. um, that I find is sort of an interesting topic. I think I mean that's that's beyond my uh, uh, capacity at the moment, but mm-hmm. um, I, it's just imagining it's like you know like futurism, you think about what could be rather than what will I make tomorrow? Mm. Um, I don't know. you guys thought about that like like that sort of that um, kind of faux AI uh, but but based on a chat rather than just like enemy behavior.
3: Yeah, I've been wanting to make a game for a while about uh, like learning a language,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I was thinking of like having it procedurally generate the language based off of rules, and then you have to figure it out by talking to bots, or oh, like, wow. talking to people in the game.
0: That's a million-dollar idea, mm. I think. Yeah. I like that a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, next game jam. Let's, let's do that.
3: Okay. <laughs> cool
1: we should live tweet our game jam for something we'll be, we'll be busy <laughs> yeah, we could make
3: supposed. a bot <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go there we go oh yeah that would woo. Oh, see that's work while you're doing a game jam that seems, that seems <laughs> difficult but that would be pretty cool if you like live if you had a, made a bot that live tweets all of the work you're doing yeah.
3: Or, or or live like live tweets like takes a picture and then gives it a random caption or something like oh ooh, here yeah. here is Steven eating a burrito <laughs> except you're really just working yeah. on something
1: that would never happen well,
0: <laughs> it's interesting you bring up or you posit that example because one of the interesting things about this area in technology is all of the apis that are available to developers now Mm-hmm. So uh, Alexa, Google Home, uh, well, not so much Google Home, but Alexa for sure has a really robust API where you can make your own skills for it to tie into your own services and then uh, distribute it to what is a fairly large market now of people who have these devices. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really exciting because it it takes, just like with any kind of library or API, it takes a lot of the reinventing the wheel away uh, off the end developer and lets them just be creative. And so an example of that is accessing like image recognition libraries. So Microsoft has been huge in this where they've like posted lots of experiments about, um, you know, you upload a photo and it can guess your age. Or um, or you can, uh, Google I think has done where you can, uh, certainly that's actually in their photos product where you can categorize by what's in the photo. Without yeah. telling it what's in the photo.
1: That's right. Didn't they have that little drawing application thing where you started drawing a thing and they were guess what you
0: were drawing? Yeah, I think we should link that one in. That's mm-hmm. really great. Where it it asks you to draw something and you just do it with like a, a just very simple crayon style a stylus on a on a smartphone and it the bot will how quickly it can guess what it is that you're drawing um, and it it gets better and better because it, it through deep learning because other people have drawn the same thing and as long as that experiment went on it got faster and faster at that yeah which was really cool yeah. Um, But those are the kinds of things, uh, um, uh, a lot of them are just experiments, but some of them are things that can be then put in the hands of everyday
1: developers to bring into the applications. And man, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm giddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things you can do with it, I suppose, yeah. It's a pretty... Untapped field. Tool. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, what was, okay, so there was Tracery. That's the language you'd use. What was that, the website you used? To-
0: yeah, uh, quickbotsdonequick.com is a, um, it's just a service uh, hosted for free by at um, v21, I think is the Twitter handle. Uh, okay. They don't put their name on it, I don't think. Um, and they built a, um, a, a service that will, you can host your own Twitter bot using Tracery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's what I used to make Tech the Tech. Um, it's just I mean really find an article on tracery learn the syntax it's just json it's pretty simple yeah. um, go to Com, and a half hour later you'll have yourself a twitter bot um, it's really easy and it's, it's I mean they, when you get in a rut it's because there's a insurmountable problem that you you kind of know what you want to do but there's this mountain you have to climb having these little tools gives you such a satisfaction uh-huh. because they're just so easy to get up and going Yeah. yeah. Um, and even if you're not into code Stephen I mean, okay, could,
1: <laughs> I could maybe look into it, I guess. Make
0: something fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe one day. I'll make a Stephen Buck. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just say dang and shoot all the time? Pretty much. Dang, shoot, dang, shoot. Old
3: Man McGregor's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and old
1: Man McGregor. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah, it'll say dang, shoot, and oh, shoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just one of those three. Well. So, when, when you add it, yep. 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 <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a big topic, but mm-hmm. we have an even bigger topic to get to. We do. Isn't that right?
3: Yeah, it's the whole universe of procedural generation.
0: So I kind of I wanted to talk about procedural generation and bots, but then you were like, that's dumb, Mark, let's just talk about them as two separate topics, because they're both enormous topics, and yeah. you're 100% right. And, and you really wanted to get into this.
3: Well, yeah, we both, when we were on our Slack like what topics we we're going to do this week. Both me and Mark were like, procedural generation!
1: Because <laughs> we both went to that talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and me sitting here, I'm talking about ruts.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about procedural generation in more than just bots, but like uh, making parts of games or mm-hmm. whole games. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, talking about like what sort of Procedural generation—have you seen in different games, and what have you liked about it, and what have you not? Um, so, what were some uh, games that you've enjoyed that have been procedural generated?
1: Well, maybe we should talk about or, what procedural generation.
3: Oh yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. should do that.
1: Because <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of has buzzword status now. Yes, it does. But
0: yeah. it's kind of yeah, just like we do all the time—you just say it and you don't really explain it because it's sort of well-known-ish. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what is it, Martha?
3: Uh <laughs> It's randomness in your game, basically. Mm-hmm. so like the the I guess most famous example uh, that most people have heard of is Minecraft, yeah so the world is uh, randomly generated and where, like where all the caves are and what terrain yeah. you're on mm-hmm. and your spawn point and stuff, and it's all based off of a seed and then uh, which is like a phrase or a code yeah that then the. They're algorithms, so things are. I'm not explaining. This no, you
1: are. Now. You're totally. That's <laughs> totally right. Like you just um, procedural generation is also based off of a set of rules, though. So, like, I'm assuming in Minecraft. Well, I don't know. I don't. I haven't played the game that much. But uh, I'm uh, ground is probably not generated as a cloud. Like clouds are in the sky, and so they are yeah. set to be in the sky. And so, mm-hmm. if you get if you're a random seed creates clouds, it would be in the sky. You know, so there's there's a set of rules related to that procedural generation that all games for, or that that game particularly follows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it like it uh, it steps through like uh, sometimes a, a, it'll be generate like large blocks of content and then fill them in based on certain rules, or sometimes it'll do it. I mean, there's there's almost no one way to generate it, but it, very often it is. Based on a set of like if this then that kind of logic, mm-hmm. um, but rather than the developer or the player making decisions using that kind of logic tree, it's done with a random seed. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. So you asked us the question.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so what are what are what is a good game that you've played that has had procedural generation?
1: Yet? Cough, cough, vengeance. Cough, cough,
3: vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we talk a lot about it on the show, but like Vengeance does have procedurally generated content. Mm-hmm. Um, so
3: Little known fact?
1: Yeah, actually, a lot of people don't recognize this when they play it for a few times because it doesn't feel like that. Um, The way we've developed the game, um, we have chunks of content that we've designed. So, like, uh, for oftentimes we'll consider them like encounters. So, like, maybe you have designed a chunk that has a certain amount of turrets and they're, like, in a line and you have to deal with them in that way. Um, And it will randomly distribute based on a certain amount of rules. So, like, this, this line of turrets isn't really that intense of a chunk. So it's, it's likely to come up earlier in the levels so can introduce players to more difficult things later on. Right. Um, but it oftentimes doesn't feel like it's procedurally generated because we design all of the chunks in a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and we make the, the... The sizes vary between chunks, but we often make them fairly short. We used to make them really long before, but then we, they ended up feeling like actual levels instead of, like, chunks. Right, right. Cut them in half and stuff to fit to fit the game better.
0: Right, and that gives you the ability to do what a lot of procedurally generated games do, which is to create many unique scenarios without having to literally make them all. Right, make and improve replayability. Yep, but while also still giving you the ability to control each of those individual pieces. Yes, yes. um, Which it is essentially a grammar for your level. Yeah, Um, yeah, and that's different from um, certain uh, games like Minecraft, where the whole map is procedurally generated or there's many, uh, Spelunky is one, mm-hmm. uh, many, uh, uh, um, another another roguelikes um, that- Rogue Legacy. Yeah. That build these. And I think that's where, when you say, what's a good game that you've played? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't like those kinds of games. Mm. Like I, I always think of like, imagine if Metroid were procedurally generated. I think that would be kind of a terrible game. And that's what I see a lot of these as. But that's just my own personal bias. There's people who get, so because of the replay value, People mm-hmm. get a lot out of these games. Um, but I always want, I want, uh, I want a directed story. That's, just, that's my bias. Yeah. And so with Vengeance, where it, you do have a beginning and end, and then the, right. the generation is a tool to uh, give the player the, the unexpectedness that they require of a game like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel That's why people don't notice, because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that as a genre. Yeah. It's just a tool you use within. And I, I really admire that.
1: Well, we also it. want the game to be replayable, and that's the reason why yeah. we decided on that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we didn't want the game to feel, we wanted to be able to, to to choose the design of each level and things like that, so we decided to make it in chunks, as opposed to making a set of rules mm-hmm. that the level was generated, or the enemies would we had thought about that, actually, to make the uh, make a set of rules so enemies would spawn in a certain way, but we just decided to do chunks because it was easier on our end. We didn't really have super a, a lot of experience with procedural generation, so we didn't want to yeah, yeah. make tools to do that. But like, um, we were able to tool the The difficulty of levels a lot easier, Mm. and um, we're able to develop levels that feel like the the designed levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it worked out really well on our end that way. Yeah,
3: yeah, I feel like uh, Rogue Legacy does a similar thing where Mm -hmm. each room, uh, I think there's like certain types of rooms that you'll get, and they'll all be randomly distributed um, next to like each time you go back into the castle. So it's a game where you play (laughs) it's back up (laughs) Um, it's a game where you play uh a knight going into this castle Mm -hmm. and uh, each time you die you come back as one of your descendants um and each time you go into the castle it rearranges itself and has so there's certain parts that are always the same like uh the first room you come into is always the same uh and Generally, there are certain areas that are the same. Like, there's always a forest, and it's always to the right. The most right rooms are Mm -hmm. in the forest, and um, so they have like designed parts of it. Like, the rooms themselves are seem designed, and the general layout of where things can be. There's rules where things can be. So it's like a good mix of being designed, but also being replayable. Yeah, yeah. So I think that like. Um, do you have any advice for people who are thinking of putting procedural generation in their um, game?
1: Yeah, uh, use it as a tool for your game. So it depends on the purpose you want. Like for engines, we wanted replay- replayability, so we wanted to add, we wanted to add that procedural generation, so that people would jump in uh, each time they jump into a campaign, it would be different every time. So uh, because we want people to experiment with things, uh, and experiment with characters, and experiment with builds. So that's why we decided to do it that way. Um, if your game isn't really about that exploration or experimenting, it might not be worth it to add procedural generation unless it makes it a lot easier to make content. Um, mm. And I guess that's another topic that we wanted to talk about too. The, like, do we, should you use it as a tool to create a world or should you use it as a tool to add replayability to your game? What kinds of things to do?
0: Well, the m- most famous recent example of that building the world or maximizing your... Input mm-hmm. it, as, uh, is No Man's Sky, right. which has this uh, you know quadrillion planets, and each one is unique. But um, if you were to load up my copy of the game and your copy of the game, and we go to the same coordinates, it's going to be the same world, yeah. um, barring updates and other little changes they make. Um, but it, essentially, it's an algorithm with the same. Everyone has the same seed, basically. And um, so, when you play that game, you don't play it. I mean, well, sort of, but you don't. You, you don't play it as if it were a procedurally generated game. Like that's not the genre of the game. It's, the, it's what was used to make it. Yeah. And, um, and I think what's interesting about that is um, one of the things in procedural generated games or games that have procedural generation that bother me is that they tend to be balanced so tightly mm-hmm. that everything feels boring. Mm. Yeah. Um, because they, all things are possible, so you need to give the player the ability to overcome all things at any time. And obviously there are many games that find ways around that, and yeah. Rogue Legacy seems to be one that that because it does it in, the, in these in these, these rooms, that seems to be a, 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 a accounting for that. Uh, Fingence is the same way. Like you you manually create enough of those constants and you manually at least to a degree balance the difficulty levels right. yep. that you don't have to you still you don't have to worry as much about uh, it generating unwinnable scenarios. Yeah. Um, but uh, No Man's Sky is interesting because one of the, the the I like that game. I think a lot it has a lot of backlash. I like that game a lot. Um, but you have a jetpack that has a certain amount of fuel. And you can only use so much, right, before you have to recharge. Um, but if you're stuck in a hole, and uh, the game allows for these huge canyons and giant mountains. So, mm-hmm. like, you're going to need enough to get over every mountain. And yeah. so that doesn't make any sense. So the way they got around that is, if you're up against the wall, and you're, like, sort of climbing, but really you're just jetpacking, sliding up a wall, if that's happening, you do not lose any of your fuel. Mm. And so that is their way of getting around the procedural of it is they can then guarantee that you can get out of any hole okay but at the same time um still make it so that that your 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 jetpack fuel has a a mechanical thing you have to keep track of so you can't just jet up to a platform you know really high up but if you're trapped somewhere you can always get out Hmm. um and it's it's funny because that's a good way around it but i kind of wish that really shows the seams of that kind of design yeah i think Mm -hmm. Is but I I mean I don't have a better solution for something like that. I think they solved it as elegantly as they could. But every time I do that, I'm like, "Eh, they didn't. You know, it's like this is this is the the little cheat they put in for me.
3: Yeah, it's like I feel like for procedural generation, one of the things that you have to do. It's sort of like uh, uh, flying in in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where you can't know that you're flying. Like the minute you find this the animal that looks exactly the same as the one, or like exactly the same with spots instead of stripes. Yeah, It's like, oh, I see what you do. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> um, and I think that's what, like, it's like you have to, to do it in a way that the audience doesn't know that you're doing it that mm. way.
0: Right, right. Like, yeah, in Hitchhikers, the way to fly is to throw yourself at the ground and miss. Yeah. Right, that's the, that's the line. And that is, it's to not think about it. Yeah. So as soon as you start thinking about it, yeah, that's a really apt analogy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, because it's such a useful tool to be able to make things, but because yeah. the things aren't specifically designed in a way, uh, or I guess they are, obviously, like procedural generation, you have to design the system, you have to design the algorithm yeah. that develops it. But like, because it's not specifically tuned by a human, it doesn't feel as human. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that, I mean, certainly I, I have a bias against that, those types of tools, yeah. uh, and I know that, but I also feel that um because it's it's like you know when like bad editing or bad color correction in films mm-hmm. you only notice it when it's bad yeah so it's that's not at all to discourage the use of those yeah. tools mm-hmm. um when they can be used and one of the things at the GDC talk that Kate was part, uh, part of was talking about um, using procedural generation to create art and create elements rather than make it strictly mechanics or layout or anything like that. Again, to maximize your efforts. Yeah, And I, like that was something that got me excited about it as a tool, which I've always been very kind of like dismissive of it. Otherwise mm-hmm. that really changed my, my, my view on it.
3: Yeah. Like maybe using it as a tool for yourself more than like exposing it Absolutely. to players.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Oh, that was one of the things that Kate talked about in her talk mm-hmm. was um that they made a whole bunch of worlds in for spore because she worked on spore. Yeah. And they thought they were, oh, we're gonna just have this, you know, algorithm and we're gonna fine tune it enough to have it just generate plants on the fly, but then they're like, Oh, we'll just take all the best ones that's made so far and use those.
2: Yeah, right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get and that's the thing is um there, there isn't a dogma about how to use these tools, and so that's to its benefit, I guess, because it's um, it seems like everyone who uses it, it feels encouraged to use it their own way, and that's really good. Yeah, yeah.
3: What one game that I we were talking about? No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. um, Elite Dangerous is the other space, spacey yep. game. Uh, this that uh, is around and is cool. Um, and I didn't even realize it was Procedure generated because I heard the the hype about like, oh, it's based off of the map of the universe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, we haven't mapped the or mapped the galaxy. And it's like, oh, we haven't mapped the whole galaxy yet. <laughs> so obviously, once you get outside of known space, you're going to be in, they have to have more game for you to play. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, that that game is really cool because it, it has stuff that you know. Right. Um, So like you start like sort of near Earth, so you can get back to Earth, and you can see stuff you know. You can go fly around Saturn. You can go to Alpha Centauri. Like you can be in the Orion uh, constellation and stuff like that. That's really cool. Um, But then they have all, and they have all these um, each around each star. There's a certain number of like stations. Mm -hmm. Um, And now they've been, uh, they've got enough voice actors now. Or maybe, I don't know how they're doing this, but the station people talk to you, and they're like, oh, you're cleared for landing. Oh, and wow. Yeah, That's it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, and there's all these different voices, um, and then they actually tell you, because your name, they read your name out in, um, like, military, like, uh, Victor Oscar, Tango. Oh, uh,
0: call signs. Yeah, right, yeah. Oh! Yeah.
3: So they're like... Uh, Boy, Victor Oscar Tango, you're cleared for landing, or whatever. (laughs) Cool. cool. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to get around um, that kind of personalization, right? What was it? Fallout had just manually recorded... Their voice actor saying every name they could think of, including a bunch of really goofy ones that they knew their players would come up with. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then so there's a robot in Fallout Four who greets you. I've never played this game, so I don't. <laughs> but um, I read an article about it. The robot will greet you by name. You type in your own name at the beginning of that game, and it's not it's not generated voice, even though it's a robot saying it. It's, they actually had a voice actor uh, just and must have spent days just recording every single name they could think of and uh, there's only a couple that don't work I think there's a Kotaku article which lists the craziest ones that they did include <laughs> they were all included manually huh. and so you're like oh man it wouldn't it be better to have a system of that? well I guess if you're Bethesda you can do it <laughs> and that's like anti-procedural generation mm-hmm. right there you know and, and, it, and then of course players will then work to find the cracks in it yeah. as well mm-hmm. you know yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think we found the cracks in this topic oh boy jeez
2: ah, <laughs>
0: Okay, that's our show. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club, your favorite podcast app, and be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. Especially if you're a new listener, we need to know that you're out there. So uh, leave a review and tell all your friends too. We also want to hear directly from you, so follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club. Let us know how we're doing,
1: send us your topics,
0: and ask us your questions. And of course, also, Stephen, what do we want them to do?
1: You want to go to nicegames.club slash... Oh, dear. Feedback. that's feedback. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I knew I knew some one of us would forget. I know. Uh, once again, Martha.
0: What is that?
3: Nicegames.club/slash feedback.
0: Yeah. Please help us out. Let us yes. know what you think. Uh, and lastly, you can find out more about the show and your nice host, as well as get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at Nicegames.club. So, until we start again, remember to play nice
2: and
3: make nice.